In the summer of 1973, a few miles outside of Austin, Texas, five youths were attacked in a grisly and gruesome fashion by an unidentified madman. The shocking murders were committed with a variety of tools, including hammers, meat hooks, and most disturbingly, a chainsaw. There's an image in my mind that'll never go away. Of the five young victims, only one survived. Sally Honesty, who, after telling her story to the police, never again spoke of the horrors she saw that day. After hearing Hardesty's account, officials released this composite picture of the killer. Everybody was terrified. He is said to have worn a mask made of human skin. However, his true identity remains a mystery. For the next hour, we'll take you on a journey into one of Texas's most famous oh. unsolved. You know what's pissing me off? I'm a big fan of legendary pictures. Legendary does a lot of like uh, uh, DC stuff and you know big blockbusters. Yes. Warner Brothers usually, mm-hmm. and they'll back up their product pretty well. Um, they're not really known for their smaller market films, um, and this is where Leatherface, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022, comes in because it was originally put out. It was going to be released by Legendary. Uh, it was twenty million budget, which is fair, and then the uh, the studio didn't have any faith in it because of the crowd responses, and then they sold it to Netflix. And it didn't get so a that's why release. it was originally supposed to be a cinematic release. Yes, that's why Legendary is a big studio pictures. Mm-hmm. Gee, Trevor, didn't you get that part? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, but I uh, thought, but, but I think the pandemic um, would have been connected. Well, I don't. I, 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 I could streaming films over the last two years. Yeah, not horror. I think horror is going to make its money back, especially a movie with this title. Yes. Well. So they would have made that twenty million back pretty quickly. Uh, but anyways, with that note, yes, Netflix has given us the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre requel, supposedly the twenty twenty two release. Uh, hey guys, thanks for joining us. As you are here listening in, there we are talking. Uh, the reboot slash remake slash sequel, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever they're called these days. We imagine, uh, yeah, as Scream called it, the requel. Yes, uh, I'm joined here with Trevor. As always, very nice to be here, Karen. Thank you. And Trevor, if you listen to our last podcast, just ended the call. He like, literally just walked away <laughs> during the podcast, and I was like having some good conversation. I think he got angry because I was so right. How rude know. of me, yeah. No, in, just, re- in reality, Skype bollocked up that we're recording. Oh, sure. Skype's <laughs> fault. See that, people? Skype. You know what it was? I was thinking about all those um, video nasties getting banned back when I was a kid, and I got fo- so frustrated. Um, yeah. Skype had, <laughs> Skype had enough of my fucking rants and decided to say, oh, fuck this, I'm packing it in. <laughs> yeah, Skype decided to censor you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, ban this filth. Yeah. Uh, well, what we were saying there in the beginning was... This was supposed to be a major release. And you know what? I'm going to stick up for it. And it says it fucking deserved it. Um, you know, I'm so fucking sick of this goddamn fan base. Goddamn idiots. You guys love the fucking Texas Chainsaw 2, which is shit. You've got Leatherface, which was shit. You've got Leatherface with whatever they fucking call it, with Matthew McConaughey and <laughs> yeah. Zigwiger, which Rennie is one Zell- of the worst Rennie films. Rennie Zellweger, yeah. Oh, the reboot was pretty good. Give me that one. Uh, the beginning prequel to the reboot was pretty good. 
Then you had 3D Chainsaw, which was horrible. A lot of the sequels just sort of fuse into each other for me, you know? Yeah. Well, sadly, I know them all. And then you've got the the birth of Leatherface, how he became Leatherface. That came out was horrible. And this is getting worse reviews in these films. And I'm going to tell you, this has got like a 4.9 in IMBD or whatever is going on. Here's the problem. I'm not going to be mad at you listeners or viewers um, because I don't think it's your fault. I blame fucking Legendary. I blame them because these assholes marketed this film as a new requel. They jumped on the Halloween bandwagon and the Scream bandwagon. There's a difference there, people. Those guys did it right. These guys did not. But that's not a fault of the director. That's not a fault of anybody. There was, I think also, actually, there was other problems behind the scenes where the original director left. and I got Yeah, director. but that was like a week in the shot and they got rid of his shit because he was horrible. That was just basic... You know, sucked getting get him off the set kind of thing. But my point here is that people are reviewing this film as they want a direct sequel. And they're not wrong because technically that's what we were promised. But it's not, guys. It is not. Okay? It's just a Leatherface film. And It's sort of a direct sequel, t- but to be fair. It, it is. We'll get to it, man. I'm, I, 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 just let me... Go ahead. Listen, I'm getting angry now. <laughs> I'm getting angry at Trevor. I hope Skype hangs out, hangs up on you again. <laughs> I am mad because I'm tired of good filmmakers. This guy named David Blue Garcia, who, who um, shot this, did a fantastic job. You look at this film as just a slasher film. You take away the Texas name. Unfortunately, I know you. some of you can't. You, you fanboys out there. But take it away. This is an excellent slasher film. It has everything going for it. Then you'd get some of the big budget shit that you get out now. It's beautifully blended with practical effects. Beautifully blended with little CGI. We'll talk about the cinematography. It's gorgeous. And we'll, I, I, I'm just in shock. So before we get going on this review, by the way, you might know I liked it. Uh, by the way, I would just like to add that despite Karen's rant, I have a very different opinion on it, but we'll, we'll talk about that soon. <laughs> yeah, so so fuck, fuck you, Trevor, and fuck you, Legendary Pictures, <laughs> for misleading the public is what they've done. And this guy's, uh, the guy who produced this is, you know, is uh, Fidi Fidi Alvarez. He's he's the the guy that directed the Evil Dead remake, which I love, by the way. Yes, and he directed Don't Breathe. Two Mm -hmm. solid fucking outings. And he's in bed with Sam Raimi. They're all buddies. And so I'm shocked that this, this team is getting blackballed for something that was on the marketing side of it. Marketing fucked this up. The executive producers had fucked this up. Legendary fucked this up. Netflix at least had the balls to go, there's something here, we're going to take it. So, I don't know. It just pisses me off. and I It just... Alright, now it's time to stick up for it. Guys, this is spoiler-filled, so if you haven't seen it, oh, fuck it, keep listening anyway. It's a slasher <laughs> film. There's, there's, really, there's no twists or turns here. Well, in my opinion, our podcast will be better than the film, but anyway, that's a different argument. <laughs> well, our podcast is better than any film. Obviously, you know. Um... Let's start off. I just mentioned the guy, David Blue Garcia. He's the one who directed this one. He's an Emmy winner. Um, he's got a couple of Emmys for cinematography. And I'll tell you what, guys, it shows. 
the cinematography in this is a gorgeous. But the cinematography in basically every film these days is is, is pretty top No, 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 no. Yeah, you could put a camera in the middle in fucking Montana. <laughs> it's going to look gorgeous. It's Montana. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's just my point. Yeah. But I, no, I'm talking a beautiful blend of some... Uh, we'll get to the shots, okay? We'll get to it. And we got John Larroquette. He's now he's narrating again in the beginning. Yes, I did like that touch. I like that he's back. Let's start off what I love about it. The first fucking scene. I'll tell you why. These fucking they call them influencers. These little YouTubers, rich brats, privileged, overindulgent, spoiled brats who think they can change the world by doing nothing. Or by not actually working for a living. I actually and, this is, <laughs> and that's who this group is. I can't stand the lead actress in this melody. Can, can I just say that that's one of the one of the things? I, I, I'm agreeing you with. Uh, I'm agreeing with you, but probably for a different reason. One of the things I really hated about this film was I, I, no, that, that that's the wrong word. Hate. I, I don't hate this film. It, it does have some decent stuff, and so that's. Uh, but but I really fucking hated those characters. Yes, uh, you're, that's that's my point. That it's turned the tables, finally. But there was no one I could relate to. I mean, I was siding with Leatherface. I, I actually, I agree with you. You know what, though? Let's talk about it. And maybe I, I'll change your opinion on how smart this This film is a solid film. Because it's not fucking politically correct. No, yeah. It, no, it, no, it, no, I, I agree it, with it, that. It, but, but also, I would say as well that, yeah, it's, it's, it's nowhere near as bad as people are making out. We're talking about the characters here, okay? Right. So here's here's you've got the influencers are called. They're the YouTubers of the generation, and they they have the balls to go to the small town, and they're gonna a lecture. Have, they're gonna make their own utopia, yes. okay? And the way they treat one of the locals, he's carrying a gun. He's a Texan, yes, but he's the nicest character in the group. Uh-huh. But yep. this bitch already judges him because he's carrying, and he's the one who ends up trying to save her. Yes, it's just I like the fact the roles are reversed. It, it, it's a good. It's yes. usually it's usually go to a strange town and they're, they're all making fun of them. Oh, look at these yuppies, blah blah blah, and then yada yada. But it wasn't like that. I mean, he even makes. Um, there's a great fucking scene when they're driving into town and the black guy Dante goes, "Oh, you guys don't move your hands because the cops will shoot us down here." And they walk up to him and they're pleasant as hell. Yeah. They just say, just, you know, be pleasant with everybody in our town. You know, you, you know, they're, they're just very nice to them. But well, you have what that I cliche. Think... Yeah, let me find, you have that cliche that, oh, they're going to text and they're going to shoot everybody. They, they they kind of turn the tables a bit. I did like these... I did like that the, that the Texans weren't portrayed as basically inbred hicks. Well, apart from Leather facing his mother, but uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think that's his mother. We gotta talk about that. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I did like that aspect of it. However, the fact is that we're sort of um, for the majority of the film, we're seeing it through the eyes of these influencers. I I wanted more um, about the original character. You know, Sally. Um, she, she's barely in it. It's a glorified cameo. Um, essentially, I wanted to hear about her trauma. You know what I mean? It's you know I, I didn't yeah. I didn't give a single shit about these influencers. I hated them. I I, I yeah. couldn't wait to see them getting fucking massacred. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yes, while I, I I agree that it, that it was nice to um, see that the basically and and traditionally anyway it is a bit of a horror trope where the sort of you know you have it in Cannibal Holocaust and stuff where the 
big city sort of smug assholes come along to the small town and sort of basically try to lecture them and stuff but they get their comeuppance but again the mechanic guy I really like that character and I was actually yeah. sad to see him get fucking bumped yeah, off yeah I would have liked to have seen him survive Richter was his character yes, there's a great there's a great line where he goes up to him and he goes up to Melody who the problem is they tried to give Melody an arc and it didn't work because that, so that's where the poor part comes that was Guys the thing with the school shooting no, that was that was like Lila. Sorry, that was, was okay. her sister. Yes, she was okay. I thought her she was all right, but Melody, she, she so Rick goes, "Were you guys some kind of a cult?" And she, she's like, yeah. "Oh no, we the are war? a group of friends." Or blah 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 blah. And so Rick goes, "So you're a cult?" <laughs> yes, yeah, I agreed with him, <laughs> and he was my um, probably my favorite character out of the whole thing. And he put and he puts up a good fight. Yes. Um, yes. and and they all and they all roll their eyes at him, blah blah. And then they go into town. They judge him and, before even knowing him. Yes, and he's the one who was the one who fixed the town for him. Mm-hmm. He's the one who handled all the deeds and the loans and all. Tries things. to save them. He's, he's the one who he actually. No, he's the one who actually built repaid the town for them so they can show it. Yes, they judged him based it, on what he was driving. They also portray um, what do you call it? They try and portray melody. As a, a, a sort of like the, the more sort of sort of kind-hearted um, bunch of the group, but she was just plain annoying no, to me. No, no, she wasn't. You, I think you got the characters confused. No, no, Melody we, was the bitch. No, the curly but, hair. No, yes, no, no. I'm talking about Melody because she was like what? Uh, she felt a lot. No, after the the old woman dies. Oh, uh, because they don't. She, she feels a lot of regret and stuff. Yes, but at first she's a bitch. Yes. But oh, after I the old that's woman what I'm died, saying. She sort that's of what I'm saying. Change of heart. So, yeah, so they go to this woman's house, McMissie's, um, um, and it's an orphanage, and they try to pretty much kick her out. Mm-hmm. What a bunch of douchebags! Yes, absolute assholes. She has a heart attack and dies. So now she feels, oh, I feel so bad. And they find out that she never signed the deed. She actually still owned the place. Yes. So they pretty much murdered her, and that's her arc. It's a bad arc. That this this is where this. Okay. Let me let me. <laughs> I speak so passionately about the film I'm, I'm, I'm on fucking a lot of caffeine right now <laughs> let me tell you what doesn't work for this film it doesn't work as a Texas Angel movie <laughs> yeah it, it also... if this was called if this was called fucking little spoiled brats going to town fine I'd go with it and I think it'd be a great film. Look, that was basically the point I was making earlier on. Um, so it was. It, it doesn't. It, it's a generic slicer flick. It's uh, not. No, because you use the word generic, and that's not fair. Oh, this is a lot more competent than some fucking high schooler coming out with a camera and doing something. <laughs> I'll give you an example. God, it's a great shot, and I'm stealing it from Bloody Disgusting. So thank you, BloodyDisgusting.com. Um, I'm plugging you guys, so you better give me some money. <laughs> They actually reviewed it pretty fairly. They says, guys, this do it. They're pretty much doing what I'm doing. Don't judge it as a text. Just go there and watch a slasher film. But so when Dante goes up the stairs to take down the Confederate flag. Yes. Um, did you see Leatherface with no mask on and a beard? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did not. What do you mean? Whenever he comes out at the top of the stairs? No. When Dante goes up, when everything's calm. Uh-huh. Okay. He goes up the stairs, and the camera, uh, he goes up the stairs, and the camera is now at the top of the stairs. Yes. And we see Dante go from the top top of the stairs into that room to take the flag down. Yes. Leatherface is sitting in his chair in the corner with no mask, with just a long gray beard. I've missed that. See, I've only watched it once. 
10 minutes and 58 seconds. <laughs> I, like, I, I only, I've only watched it the once. It's awesome. Yeah, right. He's, there, he's just sitting there. Look back at that again. And then when he comes back, he's gone. Those are the kind of shit I like. But my point is, and it does suck because here's the story, guys. Okay, real quickly. Um, this way, this this is where it falls really flat. First of all, Sally should not have been in this film. Um, I know you want to bring the heroin back like you did with you know uh, Nev Campbell, Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox and David Arquette, or of course the great Jamie Lee. Here's the problem with bringing Sally back. It's not Marilyn Burns. And plus, even, uh, um, although obviously it's not Marilyn Burns because she passed away a few years ago, yeah. but even the character itself, the character herself is completely wasted. Yeah, it's it's a useless, it's it's sad to be honest with you. They shouldn't have put her in there. They could have, I mean, yeah, you just didn't need it. But it, the story takes place 50 years later after Sally escapes. She's now a Texas Ranger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess. Which is fine. I get why she become one. She's been hunting him all this time. Um, never saw his face. Which you know, again, I'll give him a pass. But she lived in the same town as him, but basically on the um, like next door to him for fifty years, and she still has even and she has like she's basically um, a law woman, uh, but yet she's never fucking discovered him after fifty years. Well, and he was living they, on her doorstep. They tried to do that one line fix. We never saw the face, and they're not wrong. I mean, how are you? How is she gonna pick him on the lineup? <laughs> uh, but here's what I don't get: there's loads of plot holes in this. But yeah, I know there is, and I'm willing to discuss them. But let me let me discuss them then, okay? Because you know what, Trevor? At the end, by the end of this podcast, I swear to God, I you're gonna go, oh my God, Kerry, <laughs> this is the greatest film ever. <laughs> I've seen this film a few times, and I enjoy it every time I watch it. So, anyways, I, I, I'm I I think you and I are agreeing on everything. But we from different disagree angles. with our perspectives on it. Yes, yeah, so overall, I think we will we'll disagree on certain aspects. But I think there's there's certain things I do agree with you on. So it's fifty years after Texas, and <laughs> the story is he leaves his home after the whole because uh, uh, John Larkett in the beginning narrates that there's you know uh, the uh, he, he narrates what's happened since. He just says they've been arrested, the house, and they found the bodies of, you know, the, the regular gang, Pam, you know, Pam and all. And he's went in hiding to an orphanage played by I, who I always like to see. Uh, there's it's, uh, Star Trek. There you go. I the Borg Queen. Trek. Yeah. I figured I'd get that in there now before you said something. <laughs> I was uh, Creech. Mrs. MC, I think she was called. Mm-hmm. Uh, very another wasted character. She she really couldn't. I mean, she's good. She's a good actress. When, she's very good. You, on it. Yeah, yeah. Why don't yeah. you utilize her? She's a good actress, but just all around. So after the fiasco, he goes to the orphanage, and she raises him since the whole Texas happened. So she's been raising him since for fifty years. So how old is he? When, yeah. When, well, I, I was actually work, I was actually working this out. Um, He's sixty five. He, He's sixty. He, he must be about touching 70 and she must be about fucking 80 or 90 yeah it doesn't make any sense because he's he's at least i believe they say he's 66 so he was 16 fine he's a big boy <laughs> obviously a... uh, eats his meat <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah he's a big so, grown, he's a, he eats his meat because he's still a big grown lad <laughs> it doesn't define was he raised by her from day one he just went back there it's never explained yeah 
massive. They could have had a conversation with her and Leatherface just shooting the shit for five minutes. The movie's an hour and 20 minutes. Also, they, couldn't, they couldn't give us 10 minutes of expose. Also, um, despite basically being in hiding for 50 years, he has superhuman powers still, and he can break a man's hand just by, you know, in, in the, the cop truck thing. I oh, mean, that was, I don't. No, I'm cool with that. I'm, <laughs> no, because his rage, he's been, bought, 50 years he's been sitting there. These fuckers, at peace, I know it sounds sad. I was kind of rooting for Leatherface. I kind of, I kind of felt sorry for him. No, I was. And, I was rooting for him. And, well, besides Richter. Yeah, Richter, R- uh, Leatherface Richter, and Richter. Richter. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, those two be buddies. Yeah. Um, but, it would have been a nice twist if Richter knew about it. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I mean, kind of give us that would have been a nice little twist. But, but sadly, um, you know, they don't do that. But what I know, because it's all pent up rage. So when he takes that, he cracks that bone and he shoves his bone into his face. Oh, yeah. But it's like something I would expect from um, Jason Voorhees, um, and not Leatherface, who's supposed to be more grounded in reality. No, because now you now you pissed him off. You killed his mother, technically. And the but he's a fucking old man as well. Well, he doesn't. We just my dad just, couldn't no, do that. No, we just you just talked about it in the last film. He's got a childlike mentality. Always has. You even said that. Yeah. So we well. kept to it. Okay. Protect- okay. I'm not picking a bit. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'll give you that one. I'll give you. <laughs> I know. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. So when they when they illegally evict her and cause her to die. These fucking yuppies go all, Melody's all, oh, I'm so upset at what I did. Well, you should, you bitch. You killed her. <laughs> Can um, I just say, what the fuck did these kids get the money? And then all that's the why I can't stand. They're all arrive on, a, on a bus. They're all fucking they're, YouTubers. What, what, to buy a fucking town? I mean, well, I suppose. I mean, it, it's it's possibly feasible. And um, But the yeah, next thing, all their mates arrive and they're just as equally irritating. Oh, God, I know. But we'll come to that scene real quick. This, <laughs> this, is, this is where I standing ovation. Um, yeah. But there's, okay, well, let's, let's, let's dive into the directions here. Because when the the cops are rushing Leatherface, and, well, they don't know he's Leatherface. He's a normal man at this point. He's looks like Santa Claus. <laughs> and he's, 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 they're trying to rush her to the hospital because the assholes caused her to have a stroke. A heart attack. She dies there. He goes nuts. And obviously, they crash into this um, old sunflower field. And that whole scene is pretty cool. How he kills them all, um, and how he's cutting off her oh, face. Yeah, the, the mask. And he and he holds the mask into the sun, and he can see through the skin. It's a gorgeous shot. But what makes the, sh- the this film and this tour shows you how I told you he's an Emmy nominated uh, Emmy winner for uh, uh, for cinematography. The director, when he's walking out of the field. He's going back to the town to get revenge, obviously. You see a storm coming. Obviously, a storm is brewing, you know, wink, wink. Yeah, metaphorical. And you've got the sunflowers. You know, it's it's a, absolutely... Now, there's it's a nice shot C- in the film. Yes, there's a little CGI in there, of course, because you're not going to you know, perf- you know, get the storm in there in perfect timing. But the blend of it is gorgeous. It almost looks like... It doesn't look like... She, it almost. We always talk about how I love matte paintings from the old classic films. It almost looks like that a little bit. Um, and it, it, it with the, with the with the uh, decayed sunflower field, it's just an absolutely. And he's walking away with his limp because he still has the limp from the last film. After it's, cutting himself with the chainsaw. Yeah, I'm sorry. That shot right there should be the poster. It is a great shot. No, it's a, it, it is a, a a very nice shot. My issues arise from other aspects of the film. 
Well, we're get we're going through it. You can jump yeah. in when we're talking. But, but all I'm saying is, I don't think people are seeing this. They're too busy rolling their eyes. It's not as bad as people are making out. Definitely not. I'm already, already turning. I'm already turning you. No, you're not. Uh, I yep. mean, uh, yes, honestly, I am. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to. I'll stick them a gun straight. Oh um, God. So well, and um, and I will say. Oh that, wait, no wait! I forgot to tell you. Yes. The guy who directed this directed a. Doctor Who episode. Really? I actually think this is one of the greatest films ever made. See? Damn. <laughs> I turned him. Yeah, no, no. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, right. Uh, I, I tell you what I think is wrong with it. Um, the um, there's, there's a lack of tension. It's just a gore fest. Yes, I, I, I will agree with that. And here's the why. It's not necessarily the film would have been lacked of tension. The problem is it had lack of character. You had no characters you cared about. Now you had Leela, but even in the scenes where, like you know, in the bedroom and stuff, with the girls under the bed and stuff, again that goes back to the characters as well. I was wanting Leatherface to find her, but you know, yeah, uh, yeah, they they no have nothing tension. on there's no traumatic on, tension. They have nothing on Sally, Kirk, uh, Jerry, no, the Pam, the original, the original, nothing. Um, Leela gives you a little bit of an arc where she's talking to Rector, and yes. she was in a school shooting and. Again, what a wasted shot. You could have really dove into something really controversial there. You know what the problem there, with this film is? Overall, from it. everything is underdeveloped. There is glimpse, There is a lot of potential in almost, in almost every department, but it, everything just feels underdeveloped and a little yeah. rushed. Yeah. It, when a movie is an hour and 20 minutes, somebody does something in the editing room. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, there also there's stuff that um, there was stuff there's just some absurd things that just um, didn't make sense to me. Like when Sally gets absolutely gutted with the fucking chainsaw through her stomach, but yet she's still alive. <laughs> no, she's not really alive. I mean, she's dying. But no, I hear you. No, Fuck, Sally basically cut in half. Sally should have been cut out. Pardon the pun of this picture. They just did that to bring the audience in. But no, there's they, no they point. Either there's no have, point bringing Sally back if it's not the original actress. They either should have. There's made, no point. They either should have made the film entirely about Sally and her story, or left her out completely. None of this um, half-hearted. You can't sort of. do Sally and her story at all. You can't without the original actress. You yes, I know what yes, you're saying. You yes. can't. But say, that's, say, like, that's like that's like that's like doing Halloween without and having somebody else. No, playing. no, I, I, I get that, I get that. But but what I'm saying is, to just say for argument's sake, Marlon Burns was still was still with us, and I had that chance. For me, in a perfect world, he either did a film about Sally and her trauma like they did with um, Jamie Lee Curtis in the 2018 um, Halloween, or else you leave her out completely. Oh no, you know what? I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump on a different bandwagon than that. I say you leave her out, but you don't know if she's coming. Yeah, I think it would be a better twist if you don't know Sally's in it, and yes. and then she shows up. You know, you might have this dark figure character or something. You know, she you shows up at the end or something. Yeah, well, the sheriff's well, calling somebody. Who's, who's like like who's the sheriff's calling? No, it it, it would never have worked unless it's Marilyn Burns. So, okay, I, I, well, I get that. So it, yes, it is wasted. Don't get me wrong, people. I'm not sitting there saying. Uh, I mean, in all fairness, and I'm going to get booed on this one, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, there's no story there either. So we can't sit there and destroy this film because of different parts of the story. There's really not much of a story. In there. There's there's no, the, the original, uh, there's not much of a plot, but I mean, but the the, the direction and the building and the, uh, that raw feel and that yeah. atmosphere created yes. by Toby Hooper and the original cast and crew um, more than made up for the 
light plot. However, um, this 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 um, while it tries to be a bit more elaborate with the plot and the story arcs, it it, it just fails. Um, so it does in terms of characterization and stuff like that. And, yeah. And the, 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 yeah. The, the story, um, the overall story about these um, social media influencers. Uh, it, it was trying to. I suppose it was trying to be hip and down with the kids to appeal to that um, section of the audience, but they don't pull it off. It doesn't work. Well, um, I think so, it, I, I actually think it does a little bit, and the reason I say that is because I think it gives them the finger. Yeah, the movie, yeah. The movie's well, pissing on them, and I don't think the audience really understands. I, that I am. Them. I am one hundred percent on board with the movie pissing on these um, types of characters and people in real life. Yeah. That's no problem. I, I'm one hundred percent support that. However, it's the execution of it. Yeah. it it's let down, um, and I, I, yeah, it, everything just feels a bit um, watered down. And I don't mean certainly not the violence because it's extremely gory. I mean just every, everything, every sort of other sort of nook and cranny regarding characterization and story, and you know that sort of thing. The overall sort of you know basically narrative and the way it's executed. I think. I think. It if feels like a first-time director, which it is. It's not. It's no, no. A few times. I, I, no, I think this is his first feature film, though. No, it's not. Right, well, if I'm, yeah, if I'm wrong, yeah, I stand corrected. You're wrong. But that's not fair because he came in, the script was already written, so this guy came in replacing somebody, and he pretty much had to work with what he had to work with. Yes, he had his work cut out. So this was his first, I guess you can say, studio film. And yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. So where I'm I'll give you an example. So Richter puts Richter has the best death. He puts up a really good fight yes. again in Leatherface. And then he gets his neck, leg blown out. Oh, horrible death. Then he's head bastion. He's the only death I heard about. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. And so when he gets it, um I wanted but, Richter to survive and save them all at the end. And that would be ironic because they're such yeah. assholes and they were such assholes to him at yeah. the beginning that actually he's a really nice guy and if it wasn't for him they wouldn't be alive that's what yeah. I wanted yeah well they tried to do that in a way with them with Melody picking up a gun at the end and shooting Leatherface and stuff because you remember she was so anti-gun but it's the gun that saves yes. her ass mm-hmm. uh, but when I like I mean let's, what I really like about it is just the way it's shot now, we, I, I told you there's not much of a story here, and the characters are shit, uh, besides Richter and the cops. Um, well, the cops and, are just like t- but they were just yeah. Yeah, but they were still, you know, did their part. But it's the competency behind the lens, and you don't get that a lot with slasher films. And we can talk about the whole plot holes and stuff. In 10 minutes of this, I mean, I, I could have stun, I could have stuck with this film for an hour and a half. If you're going to give me an hour and 20 minutes, you couldn't give me 10 minutes of character development. <laughs> the problem is these characters are unlikable, so I don't think I want to see any more much was, of them. But there was other stuff but that, that jarred with me. I mean, these um, illogical um, scenes that happened, like whenever Sally has a gun up in the room pointed at Leatherface, and she doesn't just, you're saying, fucking kill him, just kill him. And then she doesn't kill him. But also, in the very same scene, he has the opportunity to kill her. And he just, like, um, just, like, sort of waltzes past her, you know, without a car in the world, because he's going to get the other two girls. It was just, it was just sort of... Yeah, that was, I, the whole it, Sally thing was, I, I don't it's, get it's, it. It felt sloppy. Yeah, yeah, I don't, what was that about? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But when Melody <clears throat> escapes the bedroom, and she goes underneath the floorboard, and he's sawing through the floorboard... I'm a big fan of how you're in a dark situation, dark dark areas, and how a director gets lighting. 
So he has the lighting coming from the little window in the, underneath the floorboard, and then he's got lighting coming from the, uh, the the room itself, from the cracks of the you know of the floors. Yes. And it's beautifully shot. And you see, he's just kind of sawing through there. Again, there's no tension. I'm gonna be honest with you there, but it's so beautifully shot. I just think it's just it's nice to see a slasher film. I like to see this guy direct his own slash film that he produced. His own vision. He wrote yeah. his own vision. I would like to see him do that. Yes. And he, he will get a shot because producers will see this guy's work through what, what I'm seeing it as and this guy will have a career. I, 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 would, I would, you know, he deserves a fair crack of the whip and not to be judged solely on this. Yeah, exactly. Um, but again, the director, I don't think is the problem here. I think it goes to the producing and I think it goes to the script. It's Yes, I, I agree. This, this reeks of studio interference and all sorts of studio problems um it's a bit of uh and all of the problems that the film does because it doesn't really have that stamp by a director you know that's saying this is my vision this is my work it just reeks of of all sorts of studio problems and interference um there's a nice shot where um uh, we'll talk about that in a second this is the ending when Melody gets her head cut off, I'm sorry. Oh fuck! It, it's and I see that 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 is um, that that um, final shock is completely over the top and completely absurd. But I fucking loved it. Oh, <laughs> I know. And then she's stuck, and the and the sister's stuck in their little fancy self-driving yes. Tesla. Self, yeah, yeah. It's and she funny can't get out of the fuck. car as she's driving away, and she sees her sister get her head yeah. cut off. Oh, she's fucking... the one character I wanted to get it. Yeah. And she does. It's pay- there. There is a certain payoff there. Yes, and, and he's holding like, the head, and he's teasing her with it, and he's almost dancing. He does. No, he does the same moves that Gunnar Hansen does in the ori- in the original. Yeah, in the street. Uh, also, did you notice there, there's a post credit scene as well? Yes, I saw that when he's going back to the home. Yeah, the the Sawyer house. I hope there's a sequel. I hope they get this guy back. Well, I hope they get it right. I mean, yeah. it's not perfect, and but there is some. Fun stuff. I mean, I, I, I must admit, because I was sort of at the end. I thought there wasn't going to be a final score, and I was like a bit sort of what the fuck. Because, uh, but yeah, it, it does come out of the blue. It's preposterous and absurd and over the top. And I thought it was fucking funny as fucking brilliant. I, I liked, I liked his supposed death because when he yes. takes the chainsaw to him and he gets shot a few times. By the way, he's just he's taking away too many bullets at this point. <laughs> um, oh, well, he's he's, he's a, a superhero. You know. He's become like Jason, or, or well, these, that's like, not who he is. He's human, in all fairness. Um, so that's see, a little. See, different. this is. I think this is more the issue I have with it. Whereas the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not counting the other sequels, because I, I have issues with the, the sequels as well. Um, but the original Chainsaw Massacre for me is the one and only um in the in the series the main one because it is so grounded in reality and it feels yeah. so gritty and raw. And I and, and I get this that. new one doesn't. <laughs> I get that, but. I'm going with where they're, um, when they, with Halloween would be a perfect example. Um, it would be zombies Halloween, not the, yes. not the, not the good ones. <laughs> yeah. But where he's been dormant all these years, he's just a kid. And technically, if you go by this supposed plot, he would have been a kid attacking Sally. Yes. Um, he's been so built up with rage. He's now this hulking giant. <laughs> and no, that's what they did in Halloween. The I know. Rob Zombie one, and he becomes this unstoppable force because he's full of rage. So I think that's what they're trying. It's horribly conveyed. But also with, with the, but, the 2018 um, version of Halloween as well, um, Michael Myers is, is some age too. Yeah, he's, 60, he's 64. Yeah, yeah. But he's grounded. He's not a superhero. No, I, yeah, yeah. 
Um, well, <laughs> well, and some and some of the other Halloween sequels, he sort of is. Oh yes, but those are shit. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'm just saying, there's some. I mean, when they shoot him and he falls in that in the, in the, in the water, yeah, the, and he slowly up. sinks. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, just some beautiful. Shot. I'm really into the way it's shot. And no, the no, no, I, keep, I get that. The reason I, I bring that, that up is, and I want people to know that I'm not. It's just because slasher films aren't shot this well. I, I'm not. And gonna, it look, sucks that this is the talent this guy's been, and this is the script he's given. Because you know, this guy got so much talent. I, I'm not. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to run with the crowd, and I'm not going to pile on with everyone hitting this film just for the sake of hitting it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give my own what I believe is an honest and well-balanced opinion on it. Well, and yes, there is stuff that really irritated me with it, but there was, there was again, as I said earlier on, it, it just feels so underdeveloped and uh, I, I'm torn to shred by studio bollocksing around. You yeah, know? I mean, you and I are on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, there's underdeveloped, and I think this was a director who should have been with it since day one. Yes, but that's not his fault. The, the director has been shafted. Um, but I think, well, studios are smart enough to know. Do you see what this guy's done with this film? He'll he'll get, he'll get work. He'll work again. Yeah, I, um, I hope he does because he has made the best out of what potentially could have been a real train wreck, as some people are making it out to be. But it's it really not, isn't this as is bad not, as it's being made out to be. Yeah, it's, this it's is not a, far from perfect, and it's pretty forgettable and kind kind of pointless as well. Um. But it's, I mean, um, I certainly don't hate this film. Um, I wouldn't even say I disliked it. I just thought it was a bit like, I rolled my eyes a lot, let's just say. See, I didn't do that. I did. <laughs> I saved the best part for last. Mm-hmm. And that's when these little fucking YouTubers get it in the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. It is. They're, they're fucked. fucked. There's nowhere they could go. Yeah, I would say that the joke about um, we'll get you cancelled doesn't really work as, as a joke because, I mean, why the fuck would you say something like that to somebody standing there with a chainsaw? I'm being too, log- I'm, I'm yeah. too logical. For no, no, no. That's, their deaths are brilliant. But that oh, no, line, deaths that are line was shit. And the reason yeah, the, the, I have a problem with it, A, this is a Texas Chainsaw film. Yeah. This isn't... Uh, Beverly Hills a, 90210. This isn't uh, Freddy Krueger yeah. making jokes. Yes. Um, so for them saying we're a YouTuber, and we you're, you're live, you'll get we'll get you cancelled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, the, the joke just didn't work in yeah. terms of. I mean, I have no problem with the joke in and of itself. It just fell flat. It uh, did because at, in that scene because it just didn't work in that particular the, scene. The only reason they put that in there was because they wanted the audience to go. Oh yeah, you need to kill him now. It's trying to be clever. Um, yeah. It's trying, trying to be, be clever. clever. It didn't work. Yeah. But but the deaths were. It's like five minutes, guys. It's oh, that, just it was entertaining. Carnage. Yeah, cuts out one girl in half. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And and it's, there. Yeah. Oh, and and there was um there was one of the girls. I think it's the black girl who again. Why didn't she fucking come back and say that she just saw Dante fucking being absolutely gutted and damn? She just sits her. I mean, suppose you could put it down to shock, but um, she comes back and doesn't say anything. Next minute, I would have. I would have ran out of that town. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, um, yeah, and um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but there's, I think it's a scene where she gets killed, and then um, just yeah. uh, just after she's been killed, and she's been like cut in half, uh, half of her falls out of the window of the bus. That's awesome. Uh, uh, there's a brilliant wee touch where, um, like, part of her guts just like slither out behind her. It's yeah. funny as fuck. <laughs> it's, it's got such great, and that's the problem, I think, it, where, where to t- true, true Texas fans 
aren't going to like it because yes, we're because, having yes. because we're having a good laugh at it. Yes, and, and, and a Texas Chainsaw not... Massacre should be uh, film, in my opinion, should be not hilarious. It should be disturbing, unsettling, and shocking. Yeah, this this was like like watching Evil Dead too. Yeah, it's no. I wouldn't say that. No, I wouldn't go that far. But yeah, I would agree. No, I mean in, t- in terms need, of tone, like an Eli Roth. Yeah, in terms of the tone, hostile. In terms um, of tone, it was it was it's basically played for laughs. This scene. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't work on a Leatherface film. No, I agree. Um, but so, long story short, guys, I went off for a little bit there in the be- in the middle in the beginning <laughs> of this <laughs> beginning of this. But I'm still backing this up. I would buy this on 4K and watch it again. I just enjoy it. I don't. I I don't think because I'm not such a fanboy of the original. Don't get me wrong. I love the original. I think it's a classic. But it's not my Halloween. It's not my Friday Thirteenth. So I can see this from what it for what it is. And guys, if you if you're a slasher fan, take the fanboy hat off of the Texas thing and just watch it. You'll enjoy it. It's a good hour and twenty minutes of these little fucking yuppies just getting killed. It, it's 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 silly nonsense, but um, you, it really doesn't compare in any shape or form to the original. Yes, and that's where the tone and realization. Yes. And that's where it takes the nosedive. It's nowhere near as bad. And again, I repeat, it is nowhere near as bad as, as people are making out. If you want an hour and twenty minutes of silly, mindless fun and gore, then it'll work for you, you know. But if you want a serious Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. That's not what you're gonna get. Yeah, Halloween. What Halloween did when they did the requels, they got it right. They kept the yes. tone the same. They kept the characters, the same actors coming back. Fine, they did it. Uh, exact same thing with Scream. Um, and if they did poke fun of themselves, that's okay because that's what Scream is there for. It's self-referential. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how that's how that's how the screams work. This should have been dark and disturbing. Um, yeah, and I it almost you had something there. You mentioned Trevor, where it had something. They had flashes or something. Yes, and I think one of those flashes where you kind of feel sorry for Leatherface at this point, and that's a direction they could have really went. Um, well, there's and, even the scene. There is um, a scene where it sort of hints at it, where he's up in the bedroom um, putting on the mother's makeup, and again, it's a reference to the um, you know the female masks that he wears in the original. But it's also they could have played more on that where. You know, he would have been like properly, you know, remorseful for this mother character, whether she's his real mother or not. Do you he think maybe that's why he didn't go after Sally? Was because she was an was, older woman. He, he would, he, yeah, because she a, reminded him, reminded of her, but also because he's in now his mother's persona. That 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 could work. But that could have um, worked. I mean, but we weren't it, given that. I had it, yeah, well, exactly. It's either that or, or it's a massive fucking plot hole. You know what I mean? Or, or inconsistency at very least. I think they were trying to do that. That makes sense because when we talked about the dinner scene, you brought it up in the last in the original. Yes, he puts on different faces for different scenes. Yes. So he's this big rugged man killer thing yeah. when he's in this other mask. But when he's on the makeup mask, looking like the mother, he talks he's like a woman. Yeah, and maybe that's why he didn't go after her, and he was deluded who she was because he had a different mask on. You see, yeah, but uh, and even that that real serious sort of heavy drama side of things, and um, wouldn't have suited the tone of the rest of this film. Which oh, and I know, I know. Uh, my crazy my point is that if they stripped away what what we've been talking about, which yeah. is, if they kept the killings, that's fine. I would like to see a director's cut of this. The only way I'd watch this again if there was a director's cut and um, we were promised more sort of 
scenes of the of that nature? Well, I don't know. We'll find out. You never know. I don't know. But unfortunately, it's not doing well. It's doing well. People are going to watch it, but yeah, unfortunately, uh, I don't know. It's, my it's my, my main concern is that this director gets gets another job because he deserves it. It's not I, his I, fault. I, I, he deserves he deserves a chance. You know what I mean? He he should not be judged on this film alone because it really isn't that bad. It's bad. I mean, it's 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 certainly not perfect, but there's a fucking hell of a lot worse shit out there than this. <laughs> Trust See? me. There's, there he is. He says, "Greatest film ever, guys." No, <laughs> yeah, you just said it. Okay, everybody, we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> no, I, that those were my um, thoughts going into this podcast, and I haven't changed. But I, I, th- I think it's refreshing that because I thought this was going to be a full-on head-to-head with me and you. So I think it's nice that we're um, there's some middle ground there. You know. Yeah, no, I, you see the flaws, I see the flaws, you see the flaws as more yeah. of a negative, I see them more of, oh, fuck it, let's just have a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but by all means, have a good time and, and run about and fucking massacre all these annoying um, social media influencers, but not in a fucking Texas, well, yes, in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but with an entirely different tone. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I need that old 16 millimeter grainy look. You know, yeah. an old school. Uh, Tarantino exactly. probably could have done this. Roundhouse. Yeah. Um, or Robert Rodriguez would have been a good, maybe a good grab at it. But we didn't get that. And all right, guys, listen. Um, we're gonna take a little break from horror for a while. <laughs> yeah, we're massacred out. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm turning into my own Marilyn Manson or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but. <laughs> Charles Manson. Sorry, did I say Marilyn Manson? Yeah, Marilyn Manson's a Actually, singer. Actually, this day and age, Marilyn Manson's probably worse to say because he's a... Is he, yeah, there's be, a bit be, of controversy. Be, yeah, beating up women yeah. or something. Uh, listen, so we're going we're gonna to have some fun. We're going to dive into Batman. We're going to yes. talk Keaton, Batman, and, which is dark itself, but it's a little more you know comic booky. Yeah, And then maybe dive into some other stuff. We don't know what we're going to tackle yet. But if you guys have any suggestions, that's non-horror. Um, please uh, give us a shout on Instagram at citizenframe underscore podcast and or on Facebook. Give us a shout, no problem. And if we see something, yeah, I gotta do. I, I just want to. You know, when you're really like on this horror kick, you almost want to keep yourself grounded. You almost gotta throw like a Stallone film in there or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I like a bit of Stallone myself. You know, yeah, maybe so. get to Rambo two. Yes, that, that could be. Yeah, that could be an interesting one. Yeah. You know, this film could have went that way. We could have had Rambo versus Leatherface. Well, here <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I read up on the trivia of it. See the, um, you know, whenever the Sally, the older Sally character in this film, is um, working away in like the, the farmhouse, that is the same set that was used in Rambo: Last Blood. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That oh yeah! That New Mexico, I think it was. Yes, really so there is a connection there. No, oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I didn't even know that. See, yeah. maybe I. Um, there you go. Here See, you go, Stone. Would we just need a ramble to jump up at the end, just to absolutely, you know, round off the absurdity? Yeah, I'd be like, yo, hey, yo, hey, Leatherface, what's up, man? Hey. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd watch that. Yeah, Rambo versus Leatherface. <laughs> yeah, there's a sequel they should make. Uh, I'd pay to see that. Fucking right. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap this one up. Listen, thank you so much, guys, for the downloads. We've been kicking ass this week. We greatly appreciate it for all you new listeners out there. Much and, appreciated, uh, guys. Yeah, uh, the new issue of Phantasm Goria is out now, available yep. on hardback on all Amazon sites. Yes, paperback, available throughout the world. 
um, from Amazon and also Forbidden Planet International Belfast if you're in Northern Ireland. And we're done. Guys, take care of yourselves. All the best.